Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome once again to the Contender of Fate broadcast. I'm your host, Robert Jones. I thank the Lord for you tuning in on this August the 26, 2017. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. We are excited for what the Lord is going to be doing in your life and what He is doing in your life. Amen. For those that uh, call in, you know that we are in a series dealing with the survival guide to the church. The survival guide to the church. And on last week, we dealt with love. And on this week, we are dealing with don't idolize people or the idolization of people. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We appreciate you on today. We come against everything that will come against you in the name of Jesus. They come against us in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you're doing great things in our life. We come against the spirit of retaliation. We come against the spirit of suicide and debt. We come against the spirit of oppression and depression. We come against everything that doesn't line up with your word in the name of Jesus, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to touch each and every person to give us encouragement in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your glory, your power, your anointing, Lord Jesus, your yoke-breaking anointing on today, Lord. Allow us to do all you've called us to do, Lord Jesus. We ask you, Lord, to change our situation. Improve it on all sides, Lord. Have your way right now. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We thank the Lord for you on today. Amen. We did a what? Don't idolize people. Don't idolize people. And, you know, this goes on in the body of Christ many times. And, you know, I hate to say it, but it does. And we're going to deal with it. We, the people that call in. And who know about what we do? We what we are the contender of the faith broadcast. We oppose unbiblical sayings. We deal with issues that happen, that that go on in the body of Christ. That's unbiblical. See, that's the biggest thing. They're unbiblical. They seem to be biblical. They seem to be right, but they are not. And the reason why we deal with this because this affects people, and then these people leave these organizations, and they start to look at God differently. You know, ultimately, we live this life, we enjoy it. The Lord wants us to have wonderful life. He put all kind, all wonderful. He put so many wonderful things on earth for us to enjoy, and He wanted us to serve Him. But how can you effectively serve the Lord when you feel as though He He may be part of something that happened to you? Why you was connected to these uh, organizations? I'm not against organizations. What I am against is a. I'm against foolishness. I'm against uh, a person taking their authority past where it should be. So we're gonna deal with the idolization. Hopefully, you will see yourself in this. Hopefully, you will get somebody else to listen to this with you, or you can invite somebody else because I believe it's gonna help you. So what we're gonna deal with is how do we get to this place? What happens? Amen. Let's go. Keeping your focus on God may seem rational. But many believers can become so obsessed and indebted to those who delivered the gospel to, of Christ. To them they become idolaters. 
unknowingly. They put these people in these unreal places, these pedestals, and these people become little idols to you, not even knowing. For me, I was appreciative of my uh, pastor at the time for what he did for me by sharing the good news of Christ. But after a while, I became I become uh, became protective and unyielding in my servitude uh, to him and others who he put to be his leaders and even you know whoever he met they became my friend his friend was my friend because I was faithful I was taught to be faithful to that man faithful to that woman faithful to those people that were in the things of Christ and that nothing's wrong with that Nothing's wrong with the faithfulness, but your faithfulness have to be in Christ first. Amen? Not in these people. In Christ first. So eventually, eventually I began to place fellow believers, other brothers and sisters in a God-like place in my life. And this really happens um, in the body of Christ. Sometimes it happens you're not even aware that it's going on. Because you just want to be accepted. You want to uh, be acknowledged and recognized. And if you do A, B, and C, then you can literally, you know, accomplish great things in these organizations. And the thing is, you're putting these people in these idolatrous places. I mean, you can, I wouldn't recommend it, but you can get upset with God and tell God what you feel. And he won't. Uh, uh, at the mo at the time, I don't believe I'm not like I said I'm not condoning this, but you would get away with seem like more telling God how you feel than a leader or somebody that's um, that you've deemed to be a spiritual this or a spiritual that, you know. So that something is wrong with that picture. There are people in positions, uh, hierarchies that should not be in those positions because those things destroy people those thinkings that way of life that that you know what I'm here you there you just a sheep you know I heard one I heard one minister call people uh, dumb sheep you know how dare you the God people these are God's people can't call God's people dumb sheep but that's the society we're living in. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because I, because I don't want to miss out what I'm trying to get over to you. But I want to go right into scripture with this. 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. If you can, I would like you to get that. 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. And it says, Be ye followers of me, even as I also M of Christ. So here, well, I'm not going against fellowship. I'm not going against fellowship. I'm not going against the leadership in the church, you know, because that's always the biggest thing. Many times in the African American church, you know, we kind of, you know, have that more than anybody else. So I'm not going against that if it's of God, but I'm going against it if it's not. Because ultimately it affects people. And then, if, and then when it affects people. It affects how you see God. And then you find yourself when you leave this place. You may not be going where you think. And because now you didn't got bitter. Because you're thinking that God has something to do with this. God is in a cahoots with the preacher. God is in a cahoots with these people. Because if he doing it. Obviously God ordained it. God allowed it. But 1 Corinthians 11 and 1 says. Be ye followers of me even as I also am of Christ. It says follow me. The key words here 
are as I follow Christ. The key word is as I follow Christ. See, you first must know what Christ's word says for yourself. You can't effectively understand when you are following man or Christ in man. That's very important. Note, a person can give you good advice on life and experiences. But it is wrong to believe every word that comes from their mouth is thus a God. This will certainly allow idol worship to come in. Many times these people that we put in these places. I'm talking about preachers, pastors, and all the, everybody. I'm a pastor too. But I'm talking about everything. Everybody. Everything that comes out of my mouth is not thus say God. I can't lie and say it is. Paul specifies. Paul had specificities on what he uh, 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 um, deemed to be God in him. He even said it. Well, this is this is what I think. This is what I believe. This is me. This is God. When you start putting people in places that's unreal, then you're about to mess up. You're about to get in trouble. You're about to get yourself in danger. You're in danger zone. Amen? So, the first part is, if that person is following Christ, then you can continue to follow them. But even with that, you're watchful of when you're following. You're not fearful. You're not talking about being fearful. You're not paranoid. But you want to ensure that you are getting to know Christ on your own. Amen? Let's go to the next scripture. 1 Timothy 2 and 5. 1 Timothy 2 and 5. It says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man. The man, Christ Jesus. One God. I don't believe a leader or a person who we allow to have spiritual say so in our lives start out the way many have become in the body of Christ. I, I don't believe that these people, the preachers, the people that's in authority positions, I don't believe they started out that way. I, I have to believe that they sincerely came in. Looking to change the world. Looking to be a world changer. Looking to do things differently. I believe it starts out with a genuine concern. That moves into a place of control and manipulation. Twisted with a little God said. Or they becoming God like in their communication towards folks. You see. Because they their voice changes. And. You know, I, 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 me personally, I don't, my voice changes, you know, my voice is different octaves and stuff, and, but I don't practice the baritone, you know, God, I don't do those things because that, you know, I, I don't, I, that's just not me. I just like to talk to you the way I talk to everybody. I don't like to change my voice levels and stages to, to, to make you, uh, emphasize and I mean and, and I know I, I get it I, I mean I got it I you know I went to school and got a little education and I know that they teach you know how to communicate these things but that that's just not for me 
and 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 I know many people don't see themselves in this light. What we just talked about being uh, idolater to your your leader uh, in the person in position. I know many people don't see that. But if they were to take a poll, if you take a poll from honest believers, the truth will be astounding that this exists in the body of Christ. Many times, you, do, you know the real reason why we don't deal with these things? Because people barely holding on anyway. You see, if you're holding on the side of a mountain with a rope that's already uh, uh, broken, uh, 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 that's torn to pieces, you don't have time to look at the quality of the rope because of any sudden movements you make, you're going to fall. And we get to this place because we know something's not right, but we won't seek God's face. We won't seek God's face. The scripture says one God, the leader, the pastor, the brother, sister, and the Lord. The leader, the pastor, the brother, sister, and the Lord. That's not the one God he's talking about. Then he goes on to say Jesus Christ ultimately is the mediator or negotiator between you and God. His son Jesus Christ is the mediator between you and God. And, and, and no way am I saying that a religious leader or someone in the body can't pray for you or lead you in the things of God. I would be foolish to believe that. But their place is to assist you. Or their place is to assist, not to insist. See, that's the problem. Their place is to assist not to insist let me reiterate this is not an indictment this teaching is designed to bring awareness about how to combat the disservice in Christ this is a disservice when these things go on and people become idol worshippers of leaders Idol worshippers of brothers and sisters. Idol worshippers of the drum, the um, the the drummer. Idol worship of the organist. Idol worship of everything. Let me just say, much of this is brought on by lazy believers. This is why this is brought on. Many times, this is brought on by lazy believers who will not read on their own or pray, for that matter, and they place an unnecessary burden on the preacher or the leader to have more engagement with you. Instead of ministering more autonomy as it relates to their relationship with Christ. Now, this happens because, like I say, many people are not reading. They're too lazy to read. They don't want to read. They want the pastor to have everything, the leader to have everything that they need. God's supposed to have everything you need. And then when you put yourself in a place to be needy, most preachers, a lot of preachers will give you what it is you needing. But then with that, we're going to come control and manipulation. And the minister's job is to minister autonomy with God. It's a separation. Well, you know, I'm going to help you out this time. But I want you to get to seek the Lord. Now, now I'm not saying that preachers, they got many, I know many preachers that, that minister and, and, and preach autonomy and tell the people, you know, they want to get to know the Lord on their own. But many times, even with that, it's with sin. See, when it comes to sin, they need, you, need to need, you need to repent. You need, you need to go to the Lord on your own. You see for that, but when it comes, but but when it comes to them being served 
of being of them being acknowledged. No, I'm not going against you being acknowledged because the Bible tell you give honor to those, give honor to them that you know is in your power. It, it goes on and on about what to do to those and for those people that deserve. We're not talking about that. We're talking about when somebody's being nice to you, are giving unto you, are admiring you, are are doing things for you. You should be humble enough to know that it's it's, of, it's because of God. Not to become demanding to people. Amen. We're moving on to scripture. We're moving on. Deuteronomy 13 and 4. Deuteronomy 13 and 4. Amen. I pray that this is blessing you. I pray that you allow the Lord to speak to you. I pray that you hear what I'm saying. You know, I know I got a lot. I know there's a lot of people. Oh, I love my pastor. I love my first lady. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You're supposed to love everybody. And most of it's based off of what they've done for you. They pay a couple of light bills. They preach the gospel to you. They showed you the way of God. Hey, but guess what? Jesus died on the cross. You see, Deuteronomy 13 and 4. It says, You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice, and you shall serve him and cleave unto him. You should do as the Lord have instructed you to do reverence him. Respect him more than your pastor, bishop, apostle, prophet, or any church leadership. Let me read that again. You should reverence God more than your pastor, bishop, apostle, prophet, and any other leadership. Now, you know, you, you know this is one thing that gets kind of tricky. Because, you know, in the church, they say, give the Lord a hand clap. And then you start clapping and then they wanted to be loud and louder so it could be seen and heard that you are interested or that the preacher is telling you to give the Lord a hand clap of praise more than you know than they more than they get you know they want it to be known that hey this is what I think about the Lord you give the Lord a hand clap of praise no you need to give the Lord a hand clap of praise too see many times what happens is many and and, and this is what it is people Sometimes get tired of serving the preacher, the pastor, the apostle, the the leader, and they don't ever get a break from doing that, and they do it so much. So now, when you're telling me to get a lawyer clap of praise, I'm like, I'm already thought I was getting a lawyer clap of praise. I already thought I was doing things for God, and see, the, and so that stuff is it, it just this is tricky. So, because many people already think this way anyway. See, many people, what I'm saying about you don't put these people in these places. They got people right now probably listening and say, that's what I know. That's what I know. But, 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 be, but, but, but be careful. Be, listen to the conclusion of the whole matter. Because many people think this way that you shouldn't put these people in position. But continue to listen. But mo many times this is a verbal affirmation. It's a verbal affirmation. It's, it's just something verbally you believe. More than a lifestyle. They will say he or she is nothing but a man or woman. But then will continue to commit sins. And do whatever they want against God. So it's not for you. 
This is not for you. This is not for the person that look for the fault and issue that goes on in the body of Christ. Look for the fault and issue in the preacher, the pastor, the apostle, the leader, prophet, prophetess. This is not for you. Because, see, you already got your mind made up. You're not going to do anymore anyway. We're talking about this is for the people that are sincerely serving the Lord. Believers that have allowed themselves to become subordinate to foolishness in the body. We're talking about those. This is not for you. And of course, of course, the only medium we have to put this out is, you know, uh, through this way. I'm not trying to hide it. Some preachers believe you keep the stuff in the church in the church. Well, then you know what? The Bible shouldn't be read by unbelievers because the Bible really is dealing with a lot of stuff that happened with believers. You know, so we can't uh, push this under the rug. People are not stupid. You know, people are not stupid. So we got to stop pretending like the world is stupid. They don't know what's going on. Got to grow up. The world is not stupid. The world understand uh, uh, that that you know the truth of the matter. You know, they're not. The world isn't stupid. So believers. So 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 so. Like I say, this is for the people that are sincerely serving the Lord. They have allowed themselves to become subordinate to the foolishness in the body and place other brothers and sisters before God. This happens. This is how you put people in places of idol worship. This is how you become an idolater. This is how these people become to be, you know, sometimes people don't have no revelation. But we make them believe they got a revelation because we taught to do that. I see it all the time. I see it all the time in the body of Christ. One person that's not known, nobody know. The Lord speak to you and you know it from God. And the Lord tell you something. The Lord tell you A, B, C, and D. And you know it from God. And you tell it to people and they're like, oh, okay. But some other person who are in these positions of idol worship. Or that, you know, they, people put them as idols. They can say A, B, C, D. And no people just falling backwards. Going insane behind the same words. That's filth. That's filth. It is what it is. It is what it is. We have to do better. You got people coming along that want to do better. Amen. The scripture continues in Deuteronomy 13 and 4 keep his commandments, keep his rules, do what his word says. Obey his voice. Do what he's telling you to do. God is who you serve. That's the one you serve. God is who you serve. Some believe you can serve God through serving man. Some believe you can serve God through serving man. I would say serve God first. Serve God first. Get to know him. So when and if you get in these situations of putting these leaders and people in uh, these places of uh, idolatry, these pedestal places, these places high up above everybody else, you will know instantly in your spirit when something is off. You see? When, when, when you get to know the Lord first, then you will know when something is off. You will feel it in your spirit. Okay, well, something's not right here. 
The Lord wants you to be um, victorious. The Lord wants you to do great things. Amen? Note, this does not remove this scripture. We're going to, Romans 10 and 14. Listen to this. Romans 10 and 14 says, How then should they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how should they believe in him who they have not heard? And how should they hear without a preacher? So I'm not going against the preacher. I'm not saying you don't need the preacher. I'm not get I'm not getting rid of his job. I can't do that. That was ordained by God. I'm a preacher. I'm not going against that. What I am simply saying is we have to be watchful, prayerful, careful. The verse says him. The verse says him. Who is the him it is referring to? Talking about Christ. The him that they're referring to is Christ. So the preacher has a responsibility. Please listen to this. The preacher has a responsibility. The people of God has a responsibility. The leader has a responsibility to minister the word to those who don't believe and have not heard the gospel but not bring attention to themselves. Now, once again, this does not go against when you know, give honor to the honor that's due. Don't muzzle the ox to tread out the corn. Yeah, you're going to get what you're going to get. You're going to get your little offering, your little treat. We're not talking about that. But we're talking about the people that put you, me, us, in positions that we shouldn't be in. Hierarchy positions. Let the gospel do it. Let who do it? Let the gospel let let the gospel that you preach bring attention to you. And then the preacher, a leader, brother, sister gives the glory back to God for using them. So when you are ministering the word of God, a person says, Oh my God. Oh my God, the Lord use you. And you're able to give it back to God. You know, you take a look and say, well, thank you. I appreciate you. Pray for me. And you sincere. Not just the formality, but the false humility that goes on. Because that kind of stuff go on many times. You know, a person minister the message and you tell them, oh, I appreciate you. Oh, the Lord move past the priest today. And I mean, don't get me wrong. You want to hear when you've done good because it lets you know. You know what else you need to do. I mean, I even started this off the broadcast and say, you know, let us know, um, you know, what we can do and what how good are we doing. And, and so you want to, you know, know if you're doing good. But that thing should be to the glory of God. That thing is to the glory of God when you hear that. Amen. Not to the. Don't allow a person to put you in a place that you don't belong in. Don't put, don't allow them to put you in a place that you don't belong. You better read the story about the centurion who called uh, for Peter. I think it's Peter. Called for Peter. And uh, when he got there, the man bowed down. He said, stand up, I'm a man like you. Even, you know, we can't do that. So I understand many people coming to the body of Christ as babes. And don't know much about Christ. And understand that. They only have what they've been taught. And this illustration I have. I have an illustration I want to tell you. 
It's like starting a new job. And a trainer is supposed to train you to do the job you were hired for. To do the job you were hired for. But in actuality, he's training you to assist and serve him. And now, years go down the line, time going, you've been with this company for years. And the boss, the manager, the person over you and him, or you and her, needs you to go out and manage another location. Now you have two dilemmas. One is your trainer tells you, you need to be sure that the boss, which is God in this illustration, if you're following along, you know already who the boss is. But your trainer will tell you, you need to make sure if he really calling you. Because after all, the boss didn't tell him. That goes on in the body of Christ all the time. The Lord ain't going to do nothing and not go nothing in this place and without telling me. Well, you need to go read the story about Samuel and Eli. Go read the story about Samuel and Eli when the Lord, when, when Samuel, when Eli got off track. And the Lord talked to Samuel, that little boy, and told him all the business of Eli. So you need to go read that. The Lord is more interested. The Lord is more interested in his people being saved and not being hurt and, and bitter and damaged than some chain of command. We create the chain of command for ourselves. I mean, you, you, the Lord is not who we make him to be. This hard, mean, wicked, I'm going to get you type of God. And I'm not saying you personally may think that, but some people do. You know, David ate the shoe bread. David ate the bread out that with the bread and both eat him and his men. You other people touched that touch stuff like that and they died. David was allowed to eat it. He didn't God didn't tell him he ate it. Amen. So he told so the story is so so if if you know you know you need to make sure that the boss is is, is you know you need to make sure is 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 right. You got to make sure if he really calling you. Because he didn't tell me. And the second dilemma is you were only trained to be a servant. See, this is how, this is where the problem comes in for many believers. You were only trained to be a servant, a helper, not a leader, a manager. You see, this happens all too often. Many are submitting to people who are not submitted to God wholeheartedly enough. To hear God for your expansion, your ministry, your calling. This happens. Unfortunately, this happens. Because all you ever did was serve. All you ever did was serve. Now all you know how to do is be the same way. All you know how to do is serve. So you so 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 let me let me let me back that up. All you did was serve them. So now you're in leadership position. Now guess what you're looking for? You're looking for somebody to serve you. Why? Because you serve somebody else. And all this serving going on. Who's serving God? It's a shame. That we have this going on in the body of Christ. Where everybody looking to be served. And God just get what's left. The last part of this verse says to cleave to him. Cleave to him. Cleave to him. Stay close to him. Don't allow anything to come between you 
and the Father. This is also relationship. When your relationship increases with God, He will be able to speak to you directly regarding your life and what He wants you to do. And you won't get so disappointed and look at God like He is the problem when a brother or sister try to hold you hostage through serving or idolizing them. Just have to be straightened out. You can't keep being in these positions of idolatry, putting these people in places they don't belong in, and then get mad because things don't work out right. Who told you to put them in these unreal places? You love them. You do what you can for them, but ultimately your dedication, your uh, 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 every part of who you are, is to please your father, not your pastor. Every part of you is to please your father, not your pastor. And if you please your father, then you're going to automatically know how to help the ministry, help the pastor, help the preacher. But you can't get it the other way around. Let's just pray this confession. Lord, repair my broken heart. Any leader that I have placed in a God-like position, I denounce it today. I ask you, Lord, that you would give me wisdom and understanding regarding your word. So that I can get to know you more. And I don't want to be so easily persuaded. Or move. By emotions and control. From my brothers and sisters. From this day forward. I desire to pray. To you. Regarding servitude. And who to connect to. But ultimately. I promise not to ever leave you behind for man. In Jesus' name we pray. I thank the Lord for you on today. Thank the Lord for you. We're meeting, we will be meeting tomorrow, of course, our live call in Sunday, um, August 27th. You can call in at 720-820-1583, 720-820-8. 720-820-1583 a.m. Eastern Standard Time The Lord bless you Lord keep you You have tuned into the Contender of the Faith broadcast And I'm your host Robert Jones You be blessed What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.